Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of our Truth Tidbits as we continue reading through the scriptures this year. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Today we are in the book of Revelation, and we are going to conclude Revelation chapter 16 today. So I'd like to begin by reading Revelation 16, verses 17 through 21. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake, as had not occurred since men were on the earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail since that plague was exceedingly great. So let's talk about these verses today and see where we are in Revelation in our study. We're at the point where from God's throne comes the voice saying, it is done. God's doings to complete his wrath, his vengeance, and his justice are now done. It's a wrap we might say. This seventh bowl completes in the chronology all of the judgments and vengeance and wrath of the Almighty God and ushers in the second coming of Jesus Christ in Revelation chapter 19 beginning in verse 11 and so on. Chapters 17 through 19 verse 10 are narrative but they are all connected to this final bold judgment as well. And they're going to show us the wrap-up. So the seventh bowl here, we're told it's poured into the air. And there's the great voice that comes from the throne, from the temple, from God. It is done. In other words, we might say, that's a wrap. It's finished. It's completed. It's come into its full being and full existence. It's been performed, effected, it has happened. With this final bold judgment, everything that God still needed to wrap up, everything that God still needed to fulfill, everything that fulfilled all of his vengeance and wrath and justice is now done. So next... We have some responses. We hear the voices, thunders, and lightnings. This is similar and reminds us of Exodus chapter 19 when God's presence came down at Mount Sinai. Notice this also that it says here that there is a mega seismos, a mighty, large, great earthquake or agitation. The word literally, seismos, means commotion. It's a shaking or a tempest. It could include a shaking of the earth, 
at any point or anywhere could include tsunamis, etc., great tempests. This mega seismos, it says here in the Word of God that this is the worst of the worst of all time. The one that is worse than ever before, ever since creation, it tells us right here in the text. In other words, this is truly an unprecedented earthquake. This is not the first earthquake we've seen even in the book of Revelation, as well as many others that were mentioned in the scriptures earlier. There have been many, and Jesus said there would be diverse earthquakes in various places all the way up until this end time. But this is truly unprecedented. It has never occurred before to this extent. It is so vast in its magnitude. It is mighty and great. It is massive. It, it is massive in its dimensions and in the space. It carries the greatest weight. It's maybe even the longest. It's very violent, used of its intensity and degrees. Now, at the time of this recording, the worst earthquake to date that I was able to find was called the Great Chilean Earthquake. It was a 9.5 magnitude in May of 1960 in Chile. It killed 1,655 people, injured 3,000, and displaced 200 million people on the earth. That was the largest that is, has been recorded at the time of this recording of this broadcast. 9.5 in magnitude in May of 1960 called the Great Chilean Earthquake. The ones that are coming in Revelation are probably going to be greater than that. Definitely this one will be because we're told it's the worst ever before, ever since man was on the earth. The precursor to some of these earthquakes and to this final earthquake we see beginning in the sixth seal in Revelation chapter 6, verse 12, and there's a few others that we read about also during this time of the tribulation. But this is worse than any of those. Even in the sixth seal, notice that they cried out for the rocks to fall on them and deliver them because they recognized it was the wrath of the Lamb that they were beginning to experience. And this earthquake will be even greater. Here, God is going to be sending literal rocks upon them. And we'll talk about those in a moment. We're told here that the great city is divided into three parts. Now, people disagree on what the great city is that's being referenced here. The main candidates or the main possibilities are Babylon or Jerusalem. Which is it? Well, Jerusalem is called God's city. It is also called the holy city. And it is called in a few places in the scripture, Revelation 11, verse 8, and Jeremiah 22, verse 8, it is known as the great city. However, I would propose to you, do your own study and research it if you would like to dig further into this. But consider this, it does not fit the narrative and the context of this, that that particular earthquake causes the great city of Jerusalem 
to be cut into or divided into three parts. It just doesn't fit here. This bold plague is bringing destruction to that great city and destruction to the cities of the nations. They are going to fall. This is destruction in light of Jesus' second coming. And Zechariah 14 also speaks about some of this to us. So it is the contention of several other scholars, perhaps, that this may be speaking of Babylon. It definitely does seem to fit the context that it is Babylon and not Jerusalem that's being spoken of. Notice also that the great city of Babylon the Great, which in the Old Testament consisted of Babylon and Nineveh, was what seems to be referenced here. There are several scriptures that call Babylon that great city. I'll just call these out to you. You can look them up. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 2, we see the great city referenced to be Nineveh. And if you do some digging in regard to Babylon, and I may be able to bring some of that out in the coming episodes, that Babylon the great seemed to reference the whole empire of Nimrod, which included Babylon and Nineveh. In Jonah, in Jonah chapter 1, verse 2, chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, and chapter 4, verse 11, the great city is referencing Nineveh, or this that used to be called Babylon the Great. In Revelation 17 through 18, we have at least about six times that I found referenced there that Babylon was called the great city. And then also in Revelation chapter 14, verse 8, Babylon is referred to as the great city. The context here seems to fit with the fact that Babylon may be this great city that is divided into three parts, when also all the other cities of the nations will fall as well. From Revelation chapter 16, verse 19, all the way through Revelation 19, verse 10, we are dealing with Babylon and the destruction of Babylon and the fact that God has remembered Babylon and Babylon's day of wrath and vengeance has now come. So the context here speaks of Babylon being the one that is going to be brought to vengeance and justice and judgment. Babylon is going to be destroyed, Babylon the Great. Even here in Revelation chapter 16, verse 19, it seems to tie with Babylon because Babylon is specifically mentioned there, as well as the destruction of the other nations. And Babylon's time for judgment destruction has come. It's done. In other words, Babylon's a wrap. All of the Old Testament prophecies, all remaining prophecies against Babylon are now being done. And we will see that as we move into Revelation 17 through 19. Babylon has come to be remembered. In other words, it's become fixed on the mind of God for punishment. It doesn't mean that God forgot about it, but it means that the time has now come. Their bowl is full, their grapes are ripe, 
and destruction is on its way. It's now fully come the time for her to be judged. There will be massive earth and topographical changes at this time. The Bible says here with this great seismos, this great earthquake, whatever it is, which could include tsunamis, etc., that the islands will run away. The islands will flee away, perhaps by tsunamis. We don't know. Maybe they get washed away. The mountains will be gone. Some of the mountains, if not all mountains, will disappear. They'll be leveled. It says that every island will flee away. So this will be massive in its topographical changes to the earth. Then this portion of scripture defines for us the hailstones that are associated with this judgment. Now these hailstones, it says they weigh about a talent, which is approximately 100 to 200 pounds each. Most scholars seem to think that they're about 100 pounds each in weight. These are massive hailstones coming from heaven as part of God's wrath. Hail has been used in the past as a judgment from God, specifically in Exodus chapter 9, verse 15 through 26. It was one of the massive judgments against Egypt, against the Pharaoh in Egypt that Moses proclaimed after God told him to tell Pharaoh that this judgment was coming. The Bible says that God has a treasury of hail for judgment in Job chapter 38, verse 22. God is speaking to Job here, and he says this, Have you entered the treasury of snow, or have you seen the treasury of hail, which I have reserved for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war. So God has a treasury of hail that he has reserved as part of his judgment. There are other places that speak of this. Psalm 18 verses 12 through 13 says this, from the brightness before him, his thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered his voice hailstones, and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered the folk, lightnings in abundance, and he vanquished them. That was verse 14 as well. In Psalm 78, verses 47 through 48, it references the hailstone judgments on Pharaoh in Egypt. In Haggai 2.17, Haggai being one of the minor prophets, in chapter 2, verse 17, it says this, I struck you with blight and mildew and hail in all the labors of your hands, yet you did not turn to me, says the Lord. So the Lord has used it even with his own people as one of the judgments of discipline on them to try to bring them to repentance. In that case, they did not turn, and so further judgment was coming, and the prophet Haggai was talking about that, and that they had to go into that judgment because they did not return to the Lord. Joshua chapter 10, verse 7 through 11, speaks of a battle that Joshua was led into by the Lord, and God sent hailstones from heaven as a part of that battle. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 27 through 33, 
we see that Assyria will be judged and part of their judgment from God would be hailstones. Assyria could be considered a part of Babylon the Great. And if so, that prophecy may find its ultimate fulfillment here in Revelation chapter 16. And in Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 10 through 13, God speaks of hail being part of his judgment against the false prophets and their evil in his city, Jerusalem. Ezekiel chapter 38, verses 19 through 23, may actually tie to this very time that we are reading about in Revelation chapter 16. And I want to get much more into that in the next coming episodes as we look at God's judgment in detail on Babylon. But in Ezekiel 38, we typically call this in Ezekiel 38 and 39, the Gog and Magog War. But in those verses, you will see some things that certainly allude to this very thing that's described in Revelation chapter 16. I'd like to read those for you as we draw to a close. In Ezekiel chapter 38, beginning in verse 19, it says this, For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath I have spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel, so that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, and the beasts of the fields, all creeping things that creep on the earth, and all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. I will call for a sword against God throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother, and I will bring him to judgment with pestilence and bloodshed. I will rain down on him and on his troops and on the many peoples who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So this speaks of several things that we are looking at here in Revelation. And yes, it mentions that the earthquake will also be in Jerusalem. Now that may be part of this same earthquake. It could affect Babylon and Nineveh. It could affect Jerusalem. It could be a massive, such a massive earthquake that it spans a great deal of miles and space. It also might refer to Zechariah chapter 14 when Jesus will stand on the Mount of Olives and the mountain will split in two and there will be that earthquake associated with his second coming as well. Notice now also in this passage as we close that the response on earth is that these people refuse again to bow the knee willingly and confess that Jesus is Lord. They've already taken the mark of the beast. They're already doomed. They've already pledged their allegiance to him and worshipped him. But even in these massive hailstones, this plague of these hailstones that is very great, they will not accept that he is Lord. They will not willingly confess that he is Lord, but rather they blaspheme him, even though they acknowledge that the judgment is from him. Yet they refuse to honor him in this very great hail calamity. Now we're going to begin in chapter 17 
with the next episode for a few episodes, probably. And it is narrative, but it is not an interruption. It actually continues and is part of the transition from Revelation chapter 16 into the second coming of Jesus. This carries us to directly the second coming of the Lord. So as far as Babylon is concerned, as far as the judgment of God and the wrath of God being completed, it is done. We might say, it's a wrap. It's done. And now we will see the completion of that and the grand and glorious, victorious second coming of Jesus in the next several episodes coming up. Praise be to God. He is the victor and he is in full control. And now it is done. I pray that this is a blessing to you and that Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus name. Amen.